Hello to all you wonderful people out there and welcome to the Sweet Sarah and Sorry podcast. Today we have Sarah, who is the human equivalent of a Tamagotchi. Takes a lot of time to keep alive and poops everywhere if not watching her close enough. Uh, hello. Thanks for the insult. We have Jen, who's like a Digimon. Does everything that a Tamagotchi does, but at a moment's notice is ready to throw down with others of her kind. Accurate. And then me, Liam, who is basically just like a pet rock. Does nothing a Digimon does, and is really only used for holding a door open. So tell me, everyone, how are we? Only useful if large enough, to be fair, because a lot of pet rocks are tiny. So you might not even be useful for that. How big does a rock need to be to hold a door open? I mean, bigger than, like, your fist, probably. But you also don't get, like, a pet pebble. Like, it's, it's a decent-sized stone you get as a pet rock, right? If you're talking about something, I don't know, I feel like a rock would have to be fairly large to hold a door, especially if the door is heavy enough. How big are the doors where you are? How small are the, how big are the rocks where you are? (laughs) (laughs) Enough to hold a standard door open? (laughs) That's weird. See, because like, I have a pet rock and it's like, it's, it's small. It's pretty small and that's how I felt like all pet rocks are small like that. But definitely not large enough to hold a door. Here's the question then. Was it a pet rock that you um, acquired in the wild and tamed? Or did you actually get given an actual pet rock? It was kind of both. So this was actually kind of a funny little thing. So back when I still went to San Jose State University, I was just walking around campus, as you do, going to class and stuff. And it was like during a break. There was somebody outside with like a booth of just a bunch of rocks and like googly eyes and like paint pens. And they were like, free pet rocks. And I was like, oh, sign me up. So I got a little rock and I got two googly eyes and I glued them on. Free pet rocks. Yep. And I, I still have it. Yep. Yep. It was, it was pretty fun. I was, I was pretty stoked. <laughs> that is a missed business opportunity. You could have said yeah. $1 pet rocks and they I could agree. have- Still would have flown off the shelf. Oh, people still would have, yeah, people still would have bought that shit. It was so good. I was ecstatic. So good. Because, you know, you can actually buy a pet rock, right? Yep. yep. Have you seen what they, they come in like, like the little boxes? Yeah. Yeah, little with boxes. Little, with the boxes that little got pet holes boxes in them with, as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's classic. Those are classic. It, it could have just been like a bootleg version of that, <laughs> essentially. It, they could have had like two pet rocks at home and they could have had a litter. And now they're just trying to get rid of them? Yeah. Yep. A litter of rocks. Could have happened. Would it be called a litter though? Yeah, would it? What what would what would like a a baby pet rock be called? <laughs> a pebble? A pebble, yep. And then a group of like okay, so a litter is like puppies or kittens or whatever. Right. So what would a group of pet pebbles be called? <laughs> gravel? A gravel of rocks? A gravel of... Uh, that is good. That is really, really good. <laughs> I mean, it makes the most sense, right? Okay, so we've got pebble and gravel. Yep. And so, I mean, again, how do you tell what a male and a female pet rock is? But <laughs> Maybe they don't have genders. <laughs> drawn a penis on the bottom of the rock or something, but... <laughs> Let's check this one. Oh, God, sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whoops. They're like those animals that can fertilize their own, you know, yeah. rocks. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Those exist. So what would a, what would a, um, you know, like you've got your, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of a, a more common example, like a, a doe is a 
female deer. Yes. How would you, what would you call like the different Hmm. genders of a pet rock? That's a good question, actually. I don't know. You'd have to come up with like a specific name for it, I feel like. Because a doe specifically means a female deer. Exactly. And it's like, you know, like a bitch is like a female dog. So like they have specific names. Mm. They're not like just names that are used for multiple things like gravel would be, you know, or like. You got things like kids. Yeah. Like a kid is is a like goat. Yeah. As well as a human child. I guess the group of rocks could just be called rocks. <laughs> Put that one in the history books. There we go. Yeah. That's what we've got. Yeah. You just stuck an S on it. Rocks. The collective term for a group of rocks is called... Yeah. Rocks. <laughs> I mean, it's not particularly wrong, is it? Well, it's not, but it's also not very like imaginative either. Does it have put to a be? whole lot of effort into that one. I thanks. Hey, I'm the one who came up with the gravel one, so it's your turn. Yeah, true. At least it's, it's better than whoever came up with like the the collective term for a fish, because it's literally the same word. Yeah, yeah. Like they didn't even add an s or anything on the end. It's just like, oh yeah, just a uh, collective. Uh, yeah, they're they're fish. Yep. Well, I mean, it's a school of fish, right? No, yeah, I get that, but like, you know, sheep. Yeah. He's not sheep's. Like moose, it's same thing with sheep. geese. No, geese, goose, m- moose, though, is the is the common. Moose, meese. Moose, meese. Yeah, 100% meese. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought of goose, because that literally does have geese. Why is it goose and geese, but not moose and meese? Well, we're asking all the hard questions today, aren't we? That I don't understand. That I just do not get. I don't know. There'd have to be some sort of, like... English lore or something there as to why that doesn't work. It could just be the fact that English is a stupid, dumb, idiot language. It's, it's that takes the worst. slight geniuses to learn if it's not their like native language. Like the only because what do they say that English is the the second hardest language to learn, coming after the um like the tonal, tonal languages, languages yeah, mm. yeah. Because it's just it's it's so bloody stupid. The amount of like exceptions to rules like the amount of times rules are broken it's like is it even a rule it's just dumb i guess because it's kind of like a mix of different languages though like right. it's not it's its own thing it's yeah. kind of been a smushed together yeah massive other ones yeah it's like why can't you be original <laughs> yeah come on england what are you doing yeah what are you doing that's just it's just it's a it's a weird language. I've I've talked to somebody once whose native language was Spanish, and they were like, "Yeah, English is easy." And I'm like, "What spaceship did you crawl out of? Like, what are you talking about? It's easy." I've literally never heard anybody ever say English is easy. There was the only person, and I was like, "What?" Mate, do they like learn languages in like their spare time or something? I don't and know. That's what, like, ah, it's fine. I think for them, like one of the things that they thought was really confusing about like Spanish, for example, was like it was gendered, kind of like how German is also gendered. So that kind of oh, makes yeah. it. But there's not that in English. But there's so many other things in English that are so much more difficult to understand than gendered nouns. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I didn't, I didn't get that. It's even more confusing when you go to German though, because there's like three. It's not even just like masculine, feminine. There's like a third one called neuter. Right. Like, I don't. Oh, no. Like, I get that that's complicated, but I feel like English is still harder. Well, yeah, because it's not, it's not the fact that there's 
multiple, well, there, there is multiple words for the same thing, but it's, there's multiple spellings and uses for the same sounding words. Yep. Yep. So I think where the worst part is. Yep. Um, there's a, a series of YouTube shorts that I've, that I've um, just been flicking through every now and then where it's got a, um, like French versus English. Yeah. And it's a Frenchman going, okay, so I'm trying to understand English here. And he goes through things like, if you've got the word goes, mm-hmm. G-O-E-S. Yeah. Then why does does sound like does and not does? Yep. And then the word doe, D-O-U-G-H. It sounds like similar, right? But spelled incredibly differently. Yeah. 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 It's it's wild. Ridiculous. You've also got things like donut, which is spelt two different ways. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I guess one is like a proper way and one's more of like a colloquial spelling, I guess. It's more of like a like a shorthand version where I feel like the donut with the O U G H is like the proper spelling. Yep. Right? Would you okay. But where what do you see it being written as? More often now, would you say that that donut, like the long long version, yeah. is now more of like a um like an old language word? Oh yeah, for sure. It's like proper. So it's kind of been replaced by the new donut. Yeah. Do not. Do yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, I agree because that's more common. Like you look at signs and stuff, or like menus, mm. it's almost always spelled the short form with the five letters as opposed to the you know like much longer version god language is weird (laughs) see we we never learnt um or had the the opportunity to learn many languages in school um we had the option of one language yeah which wasn't english by the way um we already knew that mostly yep we had indonesian and that was basically all that we were able to pick i think i I did german in primary school for like a term. Okay. Um, but we only had access to Indonesian. That's that's an interesting choice. I guess it makes sense though, because like we have Spanish, but we live. I, I live in California, where there's a huge Spanish-speaking population, so it makes sense. Mm. Is that is there like a large population Not compared of to other countries? That's strange. Indonesia's close to us, right? But geographically, but you go over there and they all speak English. Yeah, that's interesting. Whereas, you know, you learn Spanish yeah. or Japanese or French or those those languages which give you more... Mileage? I guess, yeah, <laughs> chance to use it. Yeah. There's higher, larger populations that use those languages. Yeah. That's crazy. Indonesian. How, how interesting. I never thought that, like... I, I never would have... I would never never have guessed that Indonesian is like the one that you guys would choose, because for us it's usually like French, Spanish, and German. But see, I don't know if every school did it, but when you hit, I think it's year eleven or twelve, if you were still doing it, you actually went over to Indonesia. So oh, that's cool. For like an exchange for like two weeks, so maybe that's because Australia had um, that organised with. Indonesia, that's probably why a lot of schools did it. Um, Sarah, because you went to a private school? Oh, yeah. Oh, well... But, 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 but... That's Sorry, point. poor little Liam going to a public school. Yeah, public schools can't afford it. You still had to pay yeah. for it yourself. 
Yeah, but you had the opportunity to do that. At least in a public school, you probably wouldn't have that opportunity. I was so upset with my school camp because we were given the option of either doing like a um, camping outback sort of almost survivalist sort of trip. Mm-hmm. Like that I sounds actually cool. did that. I want in on that. Yeah. The other option was to go to Tasmania. Okay. Which has like, you know, the Cadbury chocolate factory and all this other stuff to go and do. I'm like, eh, that sounds fine, but I want to go and do this really cool like camping thing. Yeah. Ended up being that there was 10 of us that put a hand up for the camping thing. So they canned that one, oh. but they, they canceled it so late that they couldn't add us to the other one. What? Yeah. That's bullshit. So most of our year went off to go to Tassie and there the 10, 12 of us were sitting at school. Okay. This is, this is fun. That's dumb. That's not fair. <laughs> yep. It's like you got punished for being in this smaller group. That's dumb. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know. But, you know. You should have said, I demand a refund. I know it's public school, but I should be compensated. I didn't have to pay for anything in the end, but I mean, yeah. like, seriously. It was Still. Like, and because they couldn't run classes, we were literally just, like, thrown into a classroom and, like, given activities to do and yeah. watched movies. And, like, can't I just go home? Yeah, exactly. Everyone else is off to having fun. You're, gonna, you're locking me up here. Yeah, that's kind of dumb. Like, just let you stay at home. That's, that's kind of crazy. At least it was like, I think two of my mates didn't go in as well. So there was at least some, so I wasn't just chucked in with like, you know. Some losers. I didn't like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's what, that's what they thought when they were in the classroom with me. That's true. You're the loser. Yeah. Christ, I'm stuck with this loser. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're still a loser. You lived your own version of Breakfast Club. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we can't talk about that because Jen would have no idea what we're talking about. I was, so. I was just about to say I have no idea what you're referencing to, but okay. Because <laughs> I, I have not watched The Breakfast Club, as you know. I never uh, said I was a cultured individual, all right? That's something I've never claimed to be. So you can't hold it against me? I mean, you can. No. doesn't mean you should. <laughs> Go right ahead, but it means nothing. Exactly. It means nothing to me. Jesus. Oh, Sarah, didn't you say you had like a question or something? Ooh, okay. Sarah so question. I, I thought of a topic. Um, So me and Jen are playing through Hogwarts Legacy at the moment, which is yep. based off a book and a movie. If you could pick any book or any movie that doesn't have a game yet, what would you pick? Oh, like what would you want to be in? This is the opposite of the question that we asked. I think was it last podcast or the one before, where we talked about what movie we would or what game we would like to be adapted into, like a movie or a TV yes. show. This is the opposite. Interesting. Hmm. See, I've got one, but it, it kind of skews one of this the the conditions that you put on it, Sarah, because there's already a game that exists for it, but it's incredibly old and shit oh okay what is it so the wheel of time series yeah we don't talk about the tv series right we don't mention that at all um doesn't count so there was a i think it was back in like the 90s like an rpg that got made in that in that universe it didn't do anything apparently but that world would be amazing to have as like a a witcher style sort of Mm -hmm. game yeah I'll 100% be on that. That sounds like fun. Have you guys seen the show called Hannibal? 
Yes. That would be fun. That'd be a fun, like, investigative, like, crime, um, like, puzzle-type game. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, there are other types of investigative games. Um, there they have, like, puzzles, or they have, like, mysteries to solve, I guess. That would be a LA fun noir one. sort of stuff. Right. Like, that would be fun. Um, and Interesting. In, and having, like, a lot of the plot of the show actually be, like, a plot twist later on in the game kind of thing. Because, mm. like, from the very beginning of Hannibal, you know that Hannibal Lecter is, like, an issue. Right? You know he's the one, like, causing all these things. Like, he's the one eating people, and so, like, he's the problem. Um... But what I if, like, problem. you didn't know that? What if it wasn't called Hannibal and it was, like, you know, and, like, that main character was considered to be somebody good and helpful until the very end? Like, you know, what if they kind of spend it a little bit, spun it a little bit? So, have you played Heavy Rain? No. I've seen it, no. um, but I've it's quick time, right? Yeah. 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 I've seen it, but I've never played it. So, it's got that sort of thing in it where, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to really spoil it, but... You kind of know who the killer is throughout the game without yeah. actually telling you. Yeah. And then it kind of gets revealed at the end. You're like, oh, and some stuff makes sense. Some stuff you're like, but hang on. Didn't, yeah. But what about? Hmm. So it could be like a better version of that sort of thing. Yeah. I think that they could find some way to do it. Because I'd it's play like, that. In, yeah, I would play it too. It sounds like fun. I just, I'm just curious how they would go about it. Because it's interesting in the show, it's like, it's not about the view, like the viewer themselves discovering that Hannibal's like this crazy, you know, like this, you know, it's not about discovering that it's more about watching the characters as they discover it. Mm, so That's you what know it's the about. whole story, basically but it's then working out how the, the others exactly piece it all together. Exactly. Mm. And that's, that's just kind of a different angle. Right. So it'd be interesting to see how a game did that. You could almost do it sort of like a, um, so Dark Souls story, you never know what the story is unless you like really dive into like item descriptions and interactions with NPCs and yeah. that kind of thing. So whether you could kind of do it as a, you know, you're, you've got a, a different name or maybe like a spin on the Hannibal name. Yeah. By you like, you know, in your apartment going and looking at your family photos or something and kind of piecing together, but hang on a minute, isn't that that looks like that person that did this thing over here and kind of piecing yeah. things together without it like explicitly telling you, yeah. Hey, you're a bad guy. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be cool too. Like all those little hints. Mm. Yeah. That'd be cool. There could, there's probably a lot of ways to go about it. Do you guys like, like mystery detective investigative games usually? I, I like a good puzzle game, like yeah. a point and click sort of. Oh yeah. Point and click is fantastic. Game. Love point mm. and click games. Sarah? Yeah, I do. I've actually played Heavy Rain oh, okay. all the way through. Okay. Um, and I really did enjoy it. Okay. That's cool. Because so you're you're also like stretched out of course, playing through the um Life is Strange mm -hmm. sort of yes. interactive story sort of games. You really like right. those ones, don't you? Yeah, um those kind of like quick decisions but very story based. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a huge fan of like quick time events kind of thing? Yeah. Um I don't know what kind of games you would really call the Telltale games. Isn't like the the Wolf Among Us one type of those? Right? Yeah. That's one of them. Okay. That that's one of my favorite ones. Okay. I can't wait for the second one to come out. 
Okay. When is that supposed to come out? Do they have a release date? So the issue there was is that um, Telltale actually went under. Oh, no shit. Okay. So they had all this stuff in development. They went under. But now Skybound Games, I think they're, they're called, um, has picked up all the licenses for doing those style of games. So... Okay. Yeah, they're releasing some, some new stuff. Okay. But Hopefully. Sarah, you never answered your own question. Yeah, because uh, I really got to think of the answer. Yeah. <laughs> you thought a great question for us. You're like, oh shit, now I've got to think of something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and no. I, like, I got to answer it now. Shit. See, I was really excited for Hogwarts so those to come out because I liked the movies. I liked the books. Yeah, you like the universe of it. Yeah. Yeah. And now you can actually be a part of the world. Yeah. I'll have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Um, but talking about the tell the um Wolf Among Us game, um, it's interesting that it's very story based, but your choices make a difference. Like mm-hmm. because of all the quick action, I did not do it on purpose, but I did rip someone's arm off as the character. <laughs> and whoops. It came up <laughs> later on in the game. Yeah. The fact that I had done it. That's Which I thought really it was cool. cool. And yeah. I love it when games do that, that when your choices actually matter. Yeah. Not, not not just the illusion of it actually of it, of it mattering. Yeah. But when something you explicitly do changes the story in a way. Yeah. You know, the the, the prime example of, of it not working is Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Where no matter what you do in Mass Effect 3, no matter what decisions you make, the end of the game is down to three different choices. Right. There's no sort of like, um, because you did this, this option's locked off to you, or yeah. because you did this, something else is unlocked. It's like, okay, here's your three options. Yeah. Make your decision. Yeah. That's kind of the interesting thing is the illusion of choice, and it ends up being, like it ends up just being a matter of different dialogue that you get, but not actually mm. a different outcome. Hmm. So, like, there's something to be said for going through that, but it's not the same. It's not real choice. Which is where, um, like, the Telltale ones do a really good job of that, because um, have, you, have you played any of the Telltale games, Jen? No. No? So whenever you make a decision, like, up in the top um, corner, it'll say, you know, Sarah remembered will rem- remember this. Yeah. And that can then, down the line, make that NPC make a decision or not. Okay. So in... The Walking Dead one, there's a point where you either have to choose to um, save one person or the other. Mm -hmm. You save person A, but then person B's partner or whatever notices you didn't pick them to save. So then down the line, when you're in in trouble, this person can either save you or run away. If you had to save their partner, they would help you. Yeah. However, because you didn't, they're like, you know, stuff this, I'm out. And they, they leg Interesting. it. I love that. That's really cool. That's good storytelling. So it actually makes a difference. Yeah. yeah that's really cool. Well, you've got, <laughs> you've got games like Until Dawn, which you start off with eight players. Mm-hmm. And your choices oh, so. could mean you finish the game with one survivor or finish the game with eight. That's depending crazy. on how good you are. I I really like Until Dawn. It's I'm I'm not a horror person, 
at all. Yeah. But the way that they did this game, it's that real sort of like, you know, cheesy, you know, teenagers in a cabin sort of mm-hmm. story. But the the gameplay and the choices and the, the quick time events and stuff just all work together so well to make a really, really good game. Yeah, I've heard that's a good game. I've never played it, but I, I, I've also seen it played on Twitch. I feel like there's a lot of games that I just never played that I've just seen played on Twitch. I do the same thing. I'll have my, my you know, call a lot of games that I, I want to play. Yeah. But then if it's like, oh, this one looks all right, I wouldn't mind, you know, seeing what it's about. I'll watch someone play it. Yeah. Because I can then still experience it, especially if it's something that, um, you know, like, let's, let's just say Fallout. I'm not going to go back and play Fallout. No. It's it not it's not a, um, a world that interests me. Sorry, yeah. everyone listening. Um, <laughs> but I enjoyed watching you play it. Right. Yeah. Because I got to experience the game without me having to play it myself. Yep. Yep. That's how Druid felt about 76, right? Fallout 76. He couldn't get into 76, but he liked watching it being played. It's the same thing. That's one of the wonderful things about Twitch is that if you're unsure, you can still experience things without actually having to go through it yourself and still have a good time doing it, mm. which is nice. Yeah. It gives an extra avenue there um, that you wouldn't have normally without Twitch. Yeah. So I do like that about Twitch a lot. It would... Sarah, it's interesting because you and I are both playing through Hogwarts Legacy. Um, and I know that choices matter in the game. And it'll be interesting to see how that comes out at the end. Because neither of us have finished it yet. So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and like, I haven't done it. But the amount of times that you can answer someone being basically a bitch. Yeah. Or you can be nice. Yeah. I'm I've been nice, but I'm curious to see what would happen if you just, like, was nasty to everyone. Yeah. And I'm sure different choices, too, like, whether you learn the unforgivable curses and or, like, whether you even use them. And, like, those kinds of decisions probably matter, too. I imagine it's a combination of things, but I don't want to look into it until after I've already finished the game, which will probably be a while from now. So do they have, like, um, dialogue options, like, house-specific dialogue options? Like, will will you as a Gryffindor react a different way to a Slytherin than what a Ravenclaw would have? I don't think so. I'm not entirely sure. I know there are some differences, but I don't think there's any, like, main dialogue choices that are that different. I could be totally wrong about this, though. Yeah, I'm just Because that's sure. another thing that I like about dialogue choices. It was things like, um, I'm just going to use Baldur's Gate as an example. Yeah. Um, if you play as a bard, they give you bard-specific dialogue options. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how many times you play through. If you're playing a different character, you have the option of choosing different stuff. That's cool. That's really cool. That's cool. I'm pretty sure there are different quests for different houses. But when it comes yeah, to like main story choices, I don't think that's different. Okay. Like there's, um, I think there's a few pla- places that you can only go if you're a certain house. Yeah. Like your, like your house commons, you can only go if you're in that house. And the Hufflepuffs take you out of the school for a part of it that I don't think any other house can do. Okay. Sure. See, the game was never really on my radar. Yeah. It it was, but it's not one that I was like, I'm going to play this. Yeah. Having seen people play it, it would be something that I might eventually pick up because it does look like it's fun. Yeah. Um, But my backlog 
it's way too big at the moment anyway. there's other things you want to play it makes sense you gotta yeah. you gotta prioritize when it comes to games you really mm-hmm. do especially now like growing up there was like a handful of games that come out every so often you're like yeah. okay i only i only want to play this one yeah you got that you played that you're yeah. happy now you're like, oh my god, there's like 20 that are releasing this month. Mm-hmm. What what do I do? How do I find time to do this? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And it's like the average person who works like a full-time job doesn't, and especially if they have like kids and stuff, they don't have as much, like you guys do, right? You don't have as much time mm-hmm. to play those games as like somebody who's younger does or somebody who doesn't have kids or doesn't have a full-time job, et cetera, et cetera. Which is why I use my stream nights as nights to play games yep. I want to play. Yeah. Which is why I'm playing Celasta, which yeah. is not, it is great, yeah. um, but it, it's not something that a a person who is wishing to do streaming as a career should really be picking to play. Sure. Sure. I looked a raid out the other week to someone still playing the same game, jumped on. I was the only person streaming nice. that game. Like, mm. <laughs> That's funny. That's actually kind of funny. Top result. Judge FEG. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you <laughs> technically are the very first person, so I mean, something to be said for that. <laughs> but like when you're a kid and you want a game you take half a year to save up for it mm-hmm. that's the and thing like, as well and this yeah. is the game i'm going to play this year yeah these days yeah. it's like there's a couple coming out yeah i can uh buy all of them yeah and it also depends on how large the games are too because like if you want to play a really large game it's going to take you longer to finish it and have less time for other games and that's that's my problem is that the games that I enjoy, RPGs. Yeah. Oh my god, shock horror! I like RPGs. Yeah, they're like hundred hour plus games. Yep. So to go, oh yeah, we've got three coming out this month. I'm like, that's three hundred hours. I've got to try and set mm-hmm. aside to play this through to completion. Yep. I don't know about you guys, but I personally play games pretty slowly. I'm not like super efficient. I just like to go and have fun and kind of just mess around and stuff. So oftentimes, if a game says like Depending on the game, if it's like an open world exploration game, if it says that, oh, it's going to take like 40 hours, it's probably going to take me like 60, 70 hours because I just take a long time messing around. That's how Hogwarts Legacy is for me. Um, that's how a lot of games are for me. Like the average time to complete it is much shorter than how long I'll spend on it. Unless it's a different type of like, if it's more linear, like Evil West was very linear, that took me right within the average to finish it. And it will because there's not a lot of scope for you to do other stuff exactly yeah to just kind of mess around and explore and all that kind of stuff yeah so do you also like to decorate in your fallout games oh yeah i love doing that i spent a lot of time doing that yeah takes you time but you're not story progressing so exactly yeah you're progressing you're not actually progressing in the main story do you use the website how long to beat yeah to have a look at that sort of stuff yeah yeah yeah. That's a really good website because it tells you like, okay, if you're just wanting to get through the game, it takes you about this. If you're yeah. wanting to do everything though, takes- this is how long it's going to take you. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And I think that's for the average person, but it doesn't, it's not as accurate for me if it's an open world RPG. Yeah. And you can at least kind of like get a, a gauge for how long it, it yes. might take. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It can, it can give you an idea because like, you know, people would theoretically know how long it takes them to get through a certain video game so they can kind of gauge from that. Hmm. you know so and certain people will also play a game through multiple times or like sarah mentioned like there will be certain things like building that you can do in your off time not playing the main storyline that can significantly up your play time 
Yep. And when things yeah. have got like a really like deep mini game in it as well, mm-hmm. you can get so lost in that. Mm-hmm. Like Butcher Three, like Gwent. Yeah, you can get I'd... so lost in that. The short amount of time that I play Witcher, it's something I got to really got to go back and finish. Yeah. Um, I sunk so much time into Gwent. Mm-hmm. Gwent's really fun. Um, Final Fantasy X's Blitzball is mm-hmm. I I don't know whether that's really a big fan favorite thing, but um. Me and my brother spent so many hours just, like, pumping time into that. Yeah. Yeah. When it's done right, it's good. Yeah, exactly. It's it's interesting to be able to have, like, a game within a game that, like, can, you know, let's do it in my off time kind of thing. And you got things like Minecraft that actually has a story, but who actually plays the story? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they do, like, the whole, oh, how long to beat for Minecraft, because it's kind of... There's not really an end. Well, you can, like, the end dragon's kind of the story. Sure. Yeah, once you beat the ender dragon, it, it rolls credits. Yeah. So. Yeah. But then there's so much more than that. Yeah. Plus, it, it is literally an open sandbox. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, average time to beat, infinity hours. Yeah. It's, just, it's like however much time you want to sink into it. Yeah. I like that, though. It's kind of, it gives you a lot of extra replayability. And that's another thing, too. Do you guys like your games having replayability or do you not care? Depends on the game. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So if it's something like we're talking about, like Wolf Among Us, I'll play that through once because there's not... The the, the payoff isn't as big to play through that again. Yeah, Yeah. you can make some different decisions. Yeah. But for the most part, it's the same story. Yeah. Whereas playing through... Um, again, let's just say Baldur's Gate, mm-hmm. where I can make an entirely new party, make entirely different decisions yep. that gives an entirely different um, outcome of the game. Yeah. That That's worth it to me. Yeah. Yep. And if you enjoy the gameplay enough too, oftentimes that can be enough of an incentive to go back through and play something again. Yeah. Pro- so. Prime example for me is easily like the Pokemon games. Yeah. Because there's, there's not, like, yes, there's there's the story, yep. and it's the same no matter how many times you play it, but you can have a team competition composition that is so different each mm-hmm. and every time that you go through it, you're never going to play the game exactly the same. Yep. 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 Which is, which is cool. Like, add, and that's, every game does it differently. You know, the ones that do go for some type of replayability, they always do it differently. Yep. Like, what they aim to make replayable is going to differ from game to game. It's interesting. Cuz I don't I don't care that much about replayability and like it doesn't it doesn't for me make or break a game. For I know for some people if they can't replay a game, it's not worth it cuz they want to be able to replay the same thing over and over again. But for me mm-hmm. it's like I really like cuz I mentioned it earlier, like I really liked Evil West. I don't know if I'll play it again, but I really enjoyed my time playing it and I don't care that I don't really particularly want to replay it. Yeah. I have the highest amount of respect for Matt and his ability to play games. Oh, me too. Me too. Yeah, it's crazy. That guy will play one game four, five, six, 20 times over and make sure he he drains every drop of blood out of it before he's like, yep, I'm done with this now. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. He really liked Red Dead Redemption, which is good because I thought that was a really good game. Really liked that game. The second one, that is. But what a good yeah, game. like it went to his top, yeah, his top three, didn't it? Yep. Yeah, it did. He was talking about getting it for like the longest time. It was crazy. 
Yeah, it's a good see, game. I, I once I've finished a game, uh, I'll, if I go back to it, it's going to be later. Yep. I won't start it again straight away. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. Even things that have a new game plus mode, mm-hmm. I still probably won't go straight away and play it again. Yeah. I'll need to sit, leave it, play something else, come back to it later. Yep. Play it again. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm I'm the same way. That's how I was with like any of the game that I've replayed. So like, you know, we're playing I don't know, like Twilight Princess or Wind Waker, for example. I play it, wait a year at least, and then come back and revisit it sometime later. I so wanna play Twilight Princess again. I really wanna play Wind Waker again. I like them both a lot, but I really wanna play Wind Waker. That's the one I'm really itching for. But I don't know if they're ever gonna release it on the Switch. Ooh. I wish they uh, would. They they will have to. I'd be surprised if they don't. Because it's like fans are frothing to get their hands on it. Oh yeah. People talk about it all the time. Those two, they're like, can we just get a re-release of those two on the Switch? Can you imagine if Nintendo stood up and went, Oh, by the way, we are never putting these games on the Switch. Just the the uproar that would happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. They will do it. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, I can't, I agree with that. Because they've already like put other games on, right? Like Maybe they'll have like a... You know, because they're doing all the Nintendo Switch Online stuff, so they've like added in Game Boy and all that kind of stuff. Maybe they'll eventually add in GameCube. You know, then maybe they'll have like certain games on there that are really popular on the GameCube. It's the next natural progression, isn't it, for what they're doing? Yeah. yeah. See, I was, I was, to be honest, a little bit disappointed that they went with the digital route for like the 64 and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see why they did it and I can see the benefit to it. Yeah. But I, I've got the, the SNES Mini. Yeah. And I think that is a fantastic idea. Yeah. And I would 100% buy a Mini 64. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I think I think I've spoken about this before. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the upgrade that I did as a kid. Yep. Sell off old console, buy the next one. I I just for my for nostalgia's sake, just having the sixty four again and yeah. being able to have it and play it and show it to my kids and go, this is what Dad grew up playing. Yeah, would be great. Instead, yep. now I'm like, oh yeah, here's the Switch that we've you know the newest console or whatever. Hey, look, there's some old games on there. Like, yeah, no thanks, Dad. I'm gonna go and play the latest bloody yeah. Fortnite iteration or whatever. It's not as not, cool. By the way. Yeah, I agree. I like having everything in one console, but I do agree that it's like it's a little bit more special to have something dedicated to it. Yeah. And there's the ability to expand it the way they're doing it as well. Mm-hmm. So they're constantly releasing more games on it. Yeah. Whereas if you've got the physical thing here, they're like, oh, well, mate, we can give you like a chip that you can upload new games to or something. Yeah. But what's on there is on there. Yeah. Because I'm playing through Minish Cap at the moment. Yep. Because Jen, you actually told me, do it, play it. It's good. It's good. Yeah. It is good. Yeah. Um... The interesting thing is, though, is that they haven't... It's it's not a remaster. It's not a re-release. No. It's, it's literally doing it as, like, an emulation. So yep. it'll say, press the L button to do this. Yeah. Which, um, I suppose, is a bad example. That correlates still to the, the same controls. But, like, mm. there's... I, I started playing um, the 64 games on there, and it still says, press the Z button to do whatever. Oh, yeah. There isn't one on the Switch. Yeah. So you got to work out which button it actually yeah. correlates to to press yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's kind of annoying. But I mean, it's thankfully the button, like especially for those older games, the button combos were like button schemes were easier. 
We didn't have as many buttons. So I feel like it's easier to kind of figure out. But it's still so kind of So you know your pain. 64 has the C buttons, right? Yeah. Like the little yellow the buttons. The arrows, yeah. Do you know what the Switch uses? Your second joystick. It uses the second joystick? As your C buttons. Oh, God. Oh, that's Which bad. isn't great because... A button press is a button press. You yeah. know what you're pressing. Yeah. Whereas if you're just like hitting the thumbstick to, you know, move it up, if you yeah. move it like slightly to the left and up, it might register as you've pressed left. Yeah. Ooh. So it's not ideal in that sense. No, um, I like that. But I mean, the C buttons aren't too bad. I don't know of any games that's, that primarily use those buttons for any particular no. thing. No. No. Probably like Ocarina of Time, doesn't it only use it for like certain items? It's where your your items are selected, so you like press yeah. that to. But you know, one of your items is your bow. Yeah. So, you know, you, you're going to be pressing those buttons often, and if you're in the middle of a boss fight or whatever, you're like, oh, okay, um, quick bow, and all of a sudden you pull out a bomb, and you're like, oh uh-huh. shit, okay. Yeah, that's kind of a pain in the ass. That would be a big pain. Any anything that relies on those buttons a lot would be a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like games that use the um, two joysticks on a PS4 as, like, your direction, but your camera angle at the same time. I can just Oh, those never... are like the old games, yeah. Yeah. Metroid Prime was like that, right? It was just one stick, and now they've actually, with the remaster, the re-release, they changed it, so I guess it's two-stick control now, so like one's camera and one's direction. Where I think the original was just direction and camera, like Sarah was saying, at the same time. I I hate good old tank controls. That yeah. sucks. It's, they're not good. They've made it so much better now with how first-person shooters and stuff have kind of revolution, revolutionized that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like one camera and one movement, and that's that's preferable. Yeah, it's just so much more intuitive and better. Um. Just a lot better. Have, have, you, have either of you guys played the newest, um, the re-release of Metroid Prime? No. I've never been a Metroid fan. Oh, okay. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah, played the um, Metroid, Super, Super Metroid, the one on the Super. Mm-hmm. I've played that. Okay. Not not to completion, but I've played it. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, not my thing. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, there's like the, I really like the 2D ones. I never played Prime. But I really liked the, like, yep. the platformer ones. Those were really fun. I never finished Dread, though. I've heard that's really good, though. It's real good. It's difficult. It's real... That's the one thing about Metroid games that's interesting is that the bosses are really difficult. Always. It's always very, very, very tricky. It's always, like, my experience with the Metroid bosses were always what kept me from finishing the games when I was younger. Because I just didn't... It wasn't until I played... Elden Ring that I started to really appreciate like difficult bosses and then I went back and like I could just kind of you know hammer out a boss until I finally got it and it wasn't until after I played Elden Ring that I felt that way about the games though you learned perseverance exactly exactly the satisfaction of dropping a very tough boss exactly exactly I remember when I first like beat Margaret that was awesome um did you guys hear about the DLC coming for Elden Ring Yes. Are you excited? I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not normally one to get excited by DLC. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. one for normally buying DLC. Yeah. The only times that I'll ever really buy DLC 
um, geez, how many times can I say DLC in one sentence? Um, is if I'm buying the game fresh. Yeah. So if I haven't got the game and they're like, oh, look, here's the game of the year edition that comes with all the DLC. Great. I'll pick it up. Yeah. But I won't typically buy a game, play a game. And then six months later when they go, here's the DLC, will I pick that up? Because I've like, play played it again. the game. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. You know? Except when it's Borderlands. We'll see that the thing is, though, we did that. We bought Borderlands 1 and 2 with all DLC. Yeah, we brought the... And the pre-sequel was a part of it as well. And the pre-sequel. But yep. I think we also brought the DLCs as they came out. For 3? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Because we were playing through that currently, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the, the Elden Ring one. Um, yeah. Definitely. I don't know much about it at all, but it should be a lot of fun. Because it's... They released it... Oh, hell. January? When, when mm-hmm. did Elden Ring come out? Was it... Was it last January? Last March? Oh, March it's been a, It's bell? been about a year, I think. Yeah. Since the... Since the initially released. God, it's been that long. Oh, boy. Yeah, it has been it- that long. I, I think it was when I was watching or who I was listening to, but they brought up a very good point of people like, oh, you know, can't wait for Elden Ring 2. Yeah. I I agree with them on this point that I don't think it's a good idea for them to release a second game. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the idea of putting money and effort into making really, really good DLC that you can mm-hmm. add on to the, the base game. Yeah. So things like... Witches, um, two expansions. Mm-hmm. They were essentially full games in themselves. Oh yeah, yeah. Massive Instead stories. of just like a oh look, you know, here's here's a couple of bosses and a little bit of story. There's twenty bucks. Fantastic, done. Yeah. Make it a, a serious thing that, that yeah. expands the world, gives you a whole lot of more new stuff to do, and actually make it same world, same game, but just more of. That's what a good DLC will do, mm. is it will offer substantial content. Like, really weak DLCs is stuff that's really, like, very small and not much, doesn't add a whole lot to the world, but really good DLC is stuff that adds a lot, mm-hmm. for sure. I also like the DLC that um, changes a new playthrough as well. Mm-hmm. So that's it's accessible at the start, so whether it's like, oh, we've updated systems to do this, or you can go and do this right from the start instead of having to get to whatever point. Mm-hmm. Allowing, because again, if I go back to a game and I'm halfway through it, not often will I pick up where I left off. Yeah. I'll yeah. generally have to start again. Yep, exactly. So you can kind of keep track of where you are in the game. Yeah, or even just yep. learn the, the buttons again. Especially uh-huh. something like Elden Ring. If I left that for a year and came back to it and then all of a sudden I'm staring down Margaret and I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> what that's... do I do? How do I do this? Yeah. That's the one thing for me with the Elden Ring DLC. It's like, do I want to go back and play it again all the way through? Like, Oh, I don't know. I mean, you didn't finish it initially anyway. I, well, I got close, but I didn't completely finish it. No, I didn't get the last few bosses. I stopped at the, you know, the location where like the entire world kind of falls away. And, like, you're up in that, yes. like, little area in the city or in the, in the clouds or whatever. That's kind of where I stopped. I had to start, like, doing more grinding to get through that area. And mm. I 
yeah. was like, I don't want to grind. Because I didn't feel up until that point that I had to be very grindy at all. Yeah. But as soon as I started feeling like I had to grind, I was like, oh, I don't know about this. Yeah, there's you missed out on a lot of stuff. I know. It's such a freaking good game. I know it is. Such a good game. Yeah, you, you would think I would be okay with the grind because I played WoW for however many years, which is But it's really a different grindy. kind of grind, though. Yes. yes, it is. Because WoW grind doesn't go away. Whatever you do stays with you. Yeah. You can grind for an hour in Elden Ring and lose it all. Yep. Yep. All of it. Gone. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, in order to get to higher levels, you really had to get a lot of stuff, too. So Mm -hmm. imagine, like, spending a couple hours getting enough just for one level up and then losing it all. Yeah, no, that's a no for me. That's that's why I was like, no, I just can't finish this. I just can't. I wanted to, but if, you know, if there weren't a grind, I would have kept going, but... Hmm. But again, going through it a second time, you will have a better grasp on where you're going, what you're doing, and will be able to like build your character a little bit better or different to allow for that. Yeah. Make some decisions that you might not have made yeah. on your first playthrough. Because again, this was your first Soulsborne game. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you weren't up to date with like, oh, you know, I can't put a point in this because I need to make sure I get to this this level or this whatever here yep. to make sure that I can do that. You know, you, you weren't aware of that stuff. Yeah. Yep. Which was kind of a, it was a, it was fun. It was a lot of fun entering that kind of game for the first time. It was overwhelming and I wasn't sure whether or not I would like it, but then like, you know, I ended up really getting into it. Like, even though I had to keep doing the same boss over and over and over and over again, I didn't find it to be super tedious. It wasn't until yeah. the grind happened that I found it to be tedious. But like just having to do the boss fights over and over again was not tedious to me. It was fun. Yeah. You started out on a good game. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Dark Souls is for you. Probably not. Because it is a lot more linear. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll you'll come across a boss and like, right, I can't go any further till this thing dies. Yeah. Whereas with Elden Ring you can kind of just say, Okay, I'm gonna go do something else. Or level yep. up first and then come back. Can't do that in like other Dark Souls games. There's some bloody good games. I like the Dark Souls games. Yeah. All the bosses are incredibly epic. I think Dark Souls would frustrate me too much with the whole fact that you can get all these souls, die, and then you have to go back to where you died to get them back. But if you die on the way there, you have lost them. Yep. It's gone. Yep. yep. I and like also, that. Sarah, you're you're a very passive gamer as well. So whereas you just like to kind of take your time, do your thing, enjoy what you're doing, this needs a lot of like focus and to mm-hmm. to really get into it. That yeah, it's it's definitely. I'd be interested to see you play it, but I definitely don't think it's a game for you. Yeah. Going to the conversation of going back to a game, I played the original Kingdom Hearts and got to mm-hmm. Maleficent which is a two-stage fight. And I must have done it over 20 times the first time and could not get past her second phase. It took forever. So I put the game down for six months, picked it back up, started again, and it took me like three times to get past her that time. And then I finished the game. That happens a lot to me too. If I just put a game down for a while and come back to it with what I like to call fresh eyes... Mm-hmm. usually it's better it's the same thing with like a puzzle game if i can't get past a puzzle and i've been working on it for like 
20, 30 minutes and I'm just like, I can't, and I'm just banging my head against the wall. I'm going to say, I'm going to screw this. I'm going to come back in a couple of days or come back yeah. in a couple of months when I'm like not tired of it anymore. And then I'll do it just fine. Yeah. No, it's I'm crazy. Same. Yeah. You it's... just need to have that, that little reset to go, yep. right, let's do this differently. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's why sometimes if I'm just banging my head against the wall, I'm just like, no, you know what? I'm going to go do something different and come back to this later. Easy peasy. Now, we have neglected to do something for the last 50 minutes. What? We have not mentioned he who must be named. <gasps> Is that what we're going to call him from now on? Yes. He who must be named. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Jazz had his cooking stream on the weekend. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. With Bonk. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. I feel sorry for Bonk and whoever that other guy was. That was, was that his roommate? No, that that was blasphemy. Another oh, okay. one of his um mates, yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't um, know that. So um this was what was touted as a jazz cooking stream. Mm-hmm. Um, which very quickly devolved or evolved into a bonk cooking stream. Yep. Jazz took forever just very to cut quickly. up that one single onion. Oh my god. It took bonk like not even a minute to cut up an entire onion and took jazz like five minutes. <laughs> And like, then dude. it was a good, like, hour or two of Jazz just wandering around while Bonk was slaving over a stove. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. That sounds about right. As soon as Jazz doesn't have to do the work, it's like, oh, I can just delegate <laughs> this task to somebody else? Great. I'm just going to fuck around. God damn it, Jazz. Uh, it was fun, though. It was fun. It was entertaining to watch. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. Um, like this one and the last one he did have been like really good viewing. Yeah, I hope that's another one. A lot of fun. How long was the was this most recent one again? I don't remember. I cannot remember for the life of me because I remember the oh, first one took geez. forever. I think it was only on for a couple of hours. It wasn't. It wasn't as long as the first one. No, because they also got to point where like, oh, this is in the oven now. Um, what do we do? Yeah. So they just did like marbles on stream for a good like. Yeah. 40 minutes to an hour. And this second one actually had someone who knew how to cook as a part of it. That too. Yeah. That too. Yeah. It was so fun. But that was good. It was, it was entertaining. Yeah, it was. It. it was. It was good. It was very good. Like, I would love to do that sort of stuff, but it would be an absolute hassle to set up cameras and all that kind of stuff as Jazz knew because he did it twice now. Yeah. Um, I just don't... I don't know. I couldn't see myself actually doing that no i couldn't either i i have everything set up and i'm the kind of person that i would get very hot and bothered about having to move everything and then move it all back and then hope that all the settings have stayed the same yes yeah that's no thanks as well because it takes me long enough to get some things figured out anyway like i'm not about to move my entire setup which would be nearly impossible anyways with where i'm living because it would have to be everything would have to go downstairs no thanks well i mean you did it when you um before you went across to Mm-hmm. Um, for your holiday yes i did that was not fun it was not i mean fun. that was an extreme case it actually left the house but yeah um it's actually yeah. almost better though because then at least i'm moving everything like all into one new place with the new desk and everything as opposed to moving within the same house for one stream for like yeah. a few hours no that's not worth it that's just not the work the work that you have to put into it for just one stream is not worth it to me like, the payoff is not great enough. 
See, I reckon I could I could get it working on my laptop because my laptop's actually got fairly decent specs. So I bought it specifically so that yeah. I could stream and edit while I was away, which I don't yeah. travel away anymore. So I've just got a really good laptop sitting yeah. here. Yeah. Um, but I'd still need to like move my microphone, move yeah. my camera, lights, everything else. And then, as you said, getting all your settings back on here. Mm-hmm. And because like my, my camera's on a little tripod. Yeah. I've got it set at the right height. At the right angle mm-hmm. for exactly how I want it. Yeah, exactly. To then have to like tweak that when I get it back here. Ugh, no, it no can thanks. be such a pain to have to do that all over again. Like I would have to like, I hate it when I have to remove my green screen to vacuum. Because then I had to put it back and figure out the exact right positioning. Make sure my camera didn't move in the meantime while I was bumping things around. Like, I hate that. It's just, it's. I want to set it and forget it. Yep. That's what I want to do. I don't want to have to keep messing and fiddling with things all the time. I'm so tired of having to do that. <laughs> it's like the the least amount of hassle I can deal with is best, you know? Like a, the, oh, 100%. The, yeah, like I don't... I have a lot of respect for like jazz and people who do like one-off streams that are like that where they have to do an entirely new setup and stuff because I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I don't have the patience for... Like I'm a patient person, but I don't have the patience for that. Like, I understand why he has to do it, but Graham's set up that he has to move every time oh, that he wants yeah. to stream. Yeah, no, I couldn't do that. Like, all the power to him for I doing agree. it. I mean, yeah. if you guys haven't, you should go and, and follow um, Graham. Um, I agree. Graham Cracker. Yep. Because his streams are a lot of fun. Yes, they are. Um, But the, he puts in a lot of effort every time he goes to stream because he's got to move everything in position, hook it all up, mm-hmm. pray that it works... To then stream for, because he's only able to stream for like maybe a couple of hours at the, at the most. Yeah. For a couple of hours and they have to move it all back. So yeah. he deserves you all to go and watch him for the effort that he puts in to get that happening. I agree with that entirely. We, oh, you know what I'll do is I'll probably put a, I'll put a link to his stuff in the description on like the YouTube Brilliant. video and stuff. Um, along with our links, because that'll be, that's good. Because he deserves that for sure. Um, I don't know how he does it. I I don't think I would stream if I had to do that. <laughs> I, I love streaming, but my God, I don't, I don't know. I think that would just be more headache than it's worth. Like until I got a setup that was more permanent, you know? This is when I'm envious of someone like Pog, whose setup is basically next to his kitchen. So I think for his cooking stream, he just turned everything around. Yeah. 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 Literally, he just turns his camera around and he's in his kitchen. Yeah. Which is nice. It's convenient. Um, I haven't, I don't go to a lot of Pog streams because usually when he's on, there's other people on as well. Uh, I haven't been on to a lot of Twitch streams in general, but oftentimes he's on when like Jazz is on, for example, or like when you're on Liam, for example. And I can't yes. just do like, or Drax on. Like I, I can't go to, I can't go and actively participate in more than like maybe two streams at a time. You know, yeah. so there's a lot of people usually on at the same time as when Pog's on. And I can't just have, like, I can't feasibly have, like, four or five tabs open and actually be interacting with all of them. Like, I've gone and I've lurked on his stream before. Like, that's happened. Um, it's just you can't really be active 100% of the time on multiple people's streams. It's just too difficult. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Which is difficult. And, and that's the thing. Like, you'll, you know, make friends and start getting connections that up. And then you're like, well, geez, there's, there's too many of you now. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, now you all are streaming at the same time. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> Makes me feel bad sometimes. It's like, I don't want to have to like choose somebody 
that's why oftentimes like i'll try to like pull up a bunch of people and at the very least like be lurking for some of them but i'll try to bounce back and forth if i can but it's really difficult to do that sometimes so i just like leave people on lurk <laughs> who are your favorites jen who are you watching <laughs> i refuse to answer that question i refuse to answer that question how dare we you? We just know that it's not me. Just feel special <laughs> if she actually chats in your chat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, usually... I certainly hope she does. She's a mod, so... It's true. <laughs> it's true. I think I'm most active in your stream, in Jazz's stream, um, and then in, I think in Doc's stream as well. I'm mods in all... And in Drax as well, because I'm mods in all of them. But I haven't been on Twitch as much recently, but in general, those are the kind of like the four, I guess, that I'm always on. Wait, you're a mod in Drax stream? Hmm? I you're think so. You're a mod in Drax stream? No, yeah, I think so. What the hell, Drac? What the hell? I, t huh? I gave him a lot of shit about it, and he was like, okay, fine. <laughs> 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 I forget what was happening, but it was... Same thing that happened with Doc. It was like out of necessity. I was like, I can help you out with this stuff. Because he was playing Fallout, and there was like some spoilers and stuff. And I was like, mm. if you let me be mod, I can get rid of the spoilers before you see them. And he was like, okay. <laughs> There's been some that I've sat in on, like just um, other streamers that have been like, oh, and um, there you go, judge your mod. I'm like, uh, 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 yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Why? That happens. That's, I always, that's like with all of my mods. I love all of my mods. Um, I don't have any expectations though. Like you guys don't have to be there at a certain time. You don't have to even be there at all. If you can't, like, I don't. I know some oh, streamers thank are... Oh, Christ. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. I'm off. I'm done. How dare you? <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't like... Because I don't... It's just not fair because it's not like it's a paid position or anything. It's mm. like it's a very much so a, like, I'll help you out if I'm around kind of thing. That's how I view it yeah. anyway. Like, it doesn't mean, like, you're obligated to be there. For example. Like, Matt and Druid are my two most active mods. Um, but if for some reason, like, one of them's just not there, like, absolutely, okay, that's fine. They're not there. That's fine. I'll, like, if neither yeah. of them are there, if there's no mod there, it's like, okay, then I'll take over for my, for my, I'll take over myself. It's not a big deal. Like, I don't hold it against anybody because people have their own lives and stuff. It's not, like, a high stakes thing. Mm. And really, like, oh, thankfully, touch wood. Now this is a metal desk now. <laughs> um, not a lot really happens that needs, like, full on moderation. Yeah. Yep. You know, a couple of reminders here and there going, hey, guys, you know, no backseating or, yeah. hey, that's a spoiler, get rid of that. Yeah. But there's not like, all right, you lot, shut up or else I'm getting rid of you. There's not a lot of that. No. 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 I said, I've only got two mods at the moment. Yeah. Wait, are you sure? Yeah. I'm talking to them. I thought, I thought like, Graham and, I thought Graham was one as well. I guess not. No. Graham's in mine. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, is there anything else you guys want to talk about today before we end up here? We've been going for a little over an hour now. No, I think I think we've uh, we've talked enough. <laughs> Don't know about that. I mean, I feel like we have the capacity to keep going for much longer. <laughs> Not that we should. I'm, yes, but it's possible. We definitely do. <laughs> Sarah, anything from you? Not that I can think of. Okay, well then we'll call it there. Thank you guys for listening in. We really appreciate it. Um, we're going to plug ourselves like always. Sarah, where can they catch you? You can catch me at Exana. I stream two nights a week on a Wednesday and a Sunday and I'm playing through Hogwarts Legacy at the moment. Fantastic. Liam? 
can find me at JudgeRPG on Twitch. Uh, currently playing through Celesta Crown of the Magister with our sisterhood, which is a lot of fun. And that's on a Tuesday and a Friday. And every month I do the D&D one-shot as well. And then you have the other game, don't you? Oh, and once a month I also play um, Gloomhaven with uh, Drakai, which is happening this Friday. Hey, oh. Which will be like two Fridays ago yep. if you're listening to this now. Be a little... Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, and I'm Lemon Cult Games on Twitch. Um, currently I stream Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, my schedule's been a little iffy um for like it's it's kind of not consistent right now but it will be um sweet sour and sorry is on twitter and instagram so you can find us on there if you'd like um on twitter we're sweet sour sorry and on instagram we're sweet sour and sorry um we'll be putting some posts up uh pretty soon so keep an eye out for that you can listen to sweet sour and sorry on youtube and spotify so pick your poison it doesn't matter um you can find links to all of our twitch pages as well as graham crackers twitch page on the socials and in the description so please make sure you check that out and uh we'll see you guys soon thanks again for listening have a good day night whatever it is for you guys <laughs> bye guys bye, bye. adopt a grab of rocks everyone